Crom. Greetings, mortals. You are listening to Bourbon and Barbarians, an actual play recording presented by the Cromcast. John or we, Mike, give us a recap. Grota's going first <laughs> so that we can go save the fair maiden from the goblins or the flowers. I'm not unconvinced that it was the flowers. I mean, they could be sentient flowers. They could be. And who's Grota? I'm Grota. <laughs> that is such a Grota response. I am yeah. Grota. And what, uh. What am I in character right now or not? Uh, we're just we're just getting into character. So, Mike, as oh. far as as far as your character, what's uh what's your character's name and what's his story? Grota, aka Grota the Large, is a stable boy in the town of Coldfield. Right. And he's a, a little slow witted, but he's also quite strong, and he is happy to try and help his friends uh, to complete this task. And so, Mike, your character, uh, first name, and a uh, quick little uh, sketch. Oh, sure. He's Hank. Uh, His parents are still alive, unlike everybody else in the party and probably in fantasy worlds in general. Um, And he's just looking to get off the farm. Uh, He is pretty smart and uh, has a secondhand spell book that he's been teaching himself uh, magic out of. He doesn't understand why other people can't just like innately read. The, the spells that are there. He just seems to have a knack for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the youngest of the party, and he is all about going and saving this girl to get that, that hero's kiss at the end because he's 14, and that's what 14-year-old boys are into. There you go. I dig it. Okay. Dudes in Lexington, go What's ahead up? and do the quick like sketch. Just to, like This is basically to jog everybody's memory. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet that not everybody listened to like the whole one-and-a-half-hour <laughs> recording that I posted yesterday. Uh, all right. Uh, I am Brondo Rootfoot. Uh, I'm sort of a generic handyman. I live on the outskirts of Coldfield, spend most of my time there. Uh, my parents are dead. Um, and I, uh, aggressively so, apparently. Uh, aggressively so. Uh, and I kick it a lot with, uh, with Grota because, you know, I, I pick up a lot of extra side work at the stable so he and I kind of know each other and, and we hang out and, and, and have tiny contests every now and then so and i'm with the party because i feel like it's just the right thing to do i dig that yeah and what about the moral center of the party what's his story uleg was orphaned and raised by the blacksmith and uh the the church as well and sort of bouncing between these two different homes has given him both an appreciation for the the molding of metal and also the molding of souls. And he sees this uh, task, the, these two tasks as uh, v- sort of parallels to one another. And um, he is currently in the party with his not super close friends, but his dudes that are roughly the same age in mm-hmm. town uh, to test his own metal. And also to provide support such that they do not fall to the dark. Cool. Yeah, so you guys... 
you guys were able to come up with some pretty organic. Uh, I know this person through this line, and that was a good portion of the of the session last time around. But I thought that was important. Like it gave you guys an opportunity to kind of like build your relationships. This whole little mini module that we're doing here, the whole point of that is to allow for that. My hope is that it provides some sort of like uh, moral and plot based basis for how things play out in the larger the larger session that's that we'll get into probably after tonight but maybe after one more session <clears throat> so arena went missing mm-hmm. you all struck out towards what the the western and northern downs from coldfield you found a, a cold trail you followed it further north past the cemetery you ended up in the western belt of the conifer forests that are at the foot of the mountains and following the trail further you discovered uh, a mining tunnel a mining facility something that's not a cave like what you see about 100 to 200 yards in front of you through the relatively widely spaced pines is a formed tunnel that leads into the ground and I kind of described this last session but this is a you kind of have been going as soon as you hit the woods it starts an upward like gradual climb you're basically at the foothills of the mountains at this point and you hit sort of a bench and so the tunnel itself is almost not in the mountain but in the hill that would be like going into the heart of what ultimately would be the the mountains that are here in the you know, the, the southern reaches of the Griff range. So that's where you guys are at. I recall with the last session, you guys proclaimed your marching order. And I noted, of course, that Grota goes first. Uh, <laughs> so Grota is first. I have Hank at the back end. I can't remember if Brondo or Uleg were in the two spot or the three spot. Do you guys have a preference for that? No. I think I was in the two spot okay yeah. that's how that i have sense. it written so yeah. i've got brondo and then let's put uleg in the three spot just so we know so i think the way that we should play this is you guys are not like at the mouth of this portal or this mine entrance you're still some ways away it's getting on in the in the pm hours it's still light out but uh i would say that you know in like our contemporary kentucky feel it's like late September and it's what like six in the evening five in the evening so so it's gonna be dark here pretty quick like in the next little bit like though you guys adventured throughout the day and by the time you found this it's in the afternoon slash early evening hours it would be time to be packing up shop and coming in from from the hills if you were a sheep herder or if you were working the forge uh Uleg, you would probably be winding down and looking to to sup perhaps with with somebody that might have some alms for for a, a church a church lad like yourself let's eat i've got some i've got some uh jerky okay so you guys are gonna gonna grab Talk a quick bite it. here yeah i think it's a good idea to like uh, uh take this moment to to steal yourselves you guys are youngsters this is your first adventure so think about why you're here and maybe voice that and otherwise whenever you're ready to start the module we'll jump into it yeah well again i'm 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 here because 
Irina is re- she represents the purity uh, that is so rare in the North, and I'll defend that. And I'm here just because it's uh, it's the right thing to do, and I would I would want someone to come after me should I be snatched by sentient flowers and or goblins. <laughs> uh, Groda is here to help and <clears throat> perhaps to in, uh, to gain some reward money to pay for his wrestling lessons. That's right. <clears throat> Justin, go ahead and roll 2d6. Okay. Seven. Okay. That's well under your intelligence, right? So uh, Yes. So you recollect from the last session that what we're dealing with here actually is a, a band of kobolds. That was something that your group deduced. And specifically, you're dealing with the slobber-toothed kobolds, which are a bit weaselly and... Are, are happy to be out roving in the daylight hours. I shouldn't say happy. They're they're fine with it. They're they're not necessarily uh, loving it. They tend to be slinking within the the deep underbrush of the forest, or perhaps like in the crevices and the cracks of the the cliffs and the hollers and that sort of thing. But uh, they are uh, uh, who seem to have taken arena. Mm. Cobalds, y'all. More like nobalds. Mm. Once we get through with them, Groda likes funny words. Are you guys cool with cobalt murder? Because that's probably what will happen. They're evil. I'll cleave their skulls. All right. All right. They are. They're responsible for taking on the reg, you know, sheep out on the out on the downs. Uh, you know, cobalts aren't necessarily the type that would lay into like a family farm and like rage and pillage and like take over and and slaughter everything there that's more like what goblins and orcs would do which are the larger problems within the area but so like coyotes or yeah i mean kind of yeah i mean coyote like cobalts <laughs> right. they're, they're still they're still smart right like right. They're, right. they're 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 goblin smart but they they're not uh so like wild e coyotes <laughs> yes all of all they're of their products all of the things say Acme. Oh, their <laughs> loincloths are from Acme. Grota's belly is rumbly. Should we eat before we continue our adventure? Absolutely, that's what we're doing. Yeah, and I, uh, I hand Grota uh, a big piece of jerky, and I'm like, uh, I've got some potatoes hidden in my sock. You have potatoes that I'm willing in your to sock? share. Sock potatoes. I don't mm, want any. I bet, your they're, sock. I bet they're moist. They are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slowly baking those in your in your shoes, huh? In your boots. I'm not taters, sure. Taters in my totters. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm into totter taters, but uh, I'll take some of that jerky. I'll have some totter taters, Grota. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Great. We're mm. feasting like kings. Get some starch. Yep. Got a carbo load. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I snap it in half and hand one to them. <laughs> All right. We'll so. At, at y'all's ready, at your leisure, tell me how you're going to proceed with this delve. Um, Grota's going in first. Mm-hmm. Grota uh, first. Then um, Brondo and one of these guys presumably will have a torch or a lantern. Okay. Which I have brought both of. Okay. So you're just walking straight on towards the tunnel and going to go straight in? We're going to go in. Yep. Right on. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I'm saying this, what, what do you guys think? I'm down. Like I'm, I am ready. I'm ready to like, I, I have mentally prepared through our journey to, to 
to get to work, basically. So we did this little snack beforehand, um, and I'm I'm I've got myself amped up. Like I'm I'm ready to go. And we're young and impetuous. Like there's no way we would ever say, you know, the smart thing would be go back to the village and get mm. some help. No, not us. No. I also don't think that they would decide to sneak in. Like they're a bunch of kids. They're just gonna go blasting into that hole and see what's what. Right. Yes. We we all absolutely agree that that is the correct course of action. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Grota so, his uh, biceps. so you're <laughs> you're sort of march, <laughs> marching at a regular pace. Is that right? Like you're not running. You're not. No. Like, just yeah. Yeah. Not sneaking. <laughs> you just walk up single file. So as you're progressing, this is a short distance, as I said, to get from where you all are having your your early dinner and the the entrance to this this uh, this tunnel system, and uh, you cover the distance. What? How long does it take to cover a couple hundred yards? Like. A couple minutes, right? You're coming up to sure. it. You're not even having to weave around very many pine trees. We're able-bodied, right? Yeah, well, and, I mean, you're not moving fast. You said you're just sort of, like, moving along. Like, the pine trees themselves are far enough apart that you were able to sight this thing mm. a ways away. So you're moving up. And I would say, yeah, you're coming up to the main, uh, like, that, that entrance that you're seeing. And probably as you're, as you're coming up to that and when you're about 50 or 60 paces away from the entrance, which is to say, like, what, 100 or 150 feet, something like that. Uh, off to the left, you can see, like, a decrepit sort of, uh, like, a tower, like a little, like, a little small, like, watch out, like, watchtower. Mm. Uh, and so that just underscores that what you're seeing here is a construction, right? Like, this is not a cave that's, like, in the ground. Like, what you're seeing here is some sort of, like... It, it has been excavated. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. And some of the rocks probably have been used to construct the that tower that you're seeing. That said, the tower is not well kept. Like, what you see is almost a rubble, t- rubble pile. It's probably, like, 25 or 30 feet tall. So it's pretty tall, still standing, but it is uh, overgrown with moss, lichen, and the top itself is not well formed. It's kind of jaggedy, right? Mm-hmm. Do we see any movement or anything from where we're at in the tower? Like, does it does it look like it's a watchtower that they're keeping watch over this hole? Uh, no, you do not see any movement. Yes, it's absolutely a watchtower. Like, that's what it is. There's not like like windows in this thing. It's more of like it's it's short enough that it's just a tower, right? Like okay. you would be in the tower, like you know, if you were if you were an archer, you would be standing up there uh, and standing up over the the parapet like shooting down like that's the kind of tower that this is right are there are there any steps or anything that we can get into the tower or on top of the tower that we can see no and no like you okay. can't you can't see anything like okay. all you're seeing right now is just like a rubble like rubble tower that's okay. going up that's overgrown yep. If, yep. if it's rubbly though i imagine it'd be easy to scale or clamber up like there should be enough handholds to like it's not like a sheer face where it's so cut and smooth that you can't get your fingers in i mean that's absolutely right yeah i mean it's 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 rough dry stone work there's not necessarily much mortar holding this thing together it's cobbly i mean you're you're 50 or 60 paces away from the tower but you can see that clearly it's not dark out it's it's relatively light but that said you guys say you're walking towards the entrance is that still the case like you see this tower yeah. are you anybody are you still going try towards to, the entrance does anybody want to try to get in the tower uh I am uncomfortable leaving it behind us in case there is something up there like that. That's asking to to get to get flanked from behind. We should send somebody up there to check it out. Uh, I'll go. 
All um, right. Pull my warhammer. Okay, so so Ula approaching ca- he's, cautiously. He's, he's in the three spot. Uh, thunk, basically, thunk, you're thunk. peeling off, and are you just making a beeline towards the tower? Yeah, make okay. sure. I'm, I, they know, they see me, right? So um, I'm, they being they the being us, the party. Like we can yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, yeah. but basically, you're just dunk, 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 like walking and over I'll to say, investigate. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. Okay. Does cool. it? I've got a sling. Does anybody else have ranged weapons? Just like to cover him in case. I mean. Presumably, we suspect there's cobalt here. Like, just in case a cobalt head mm. pops up to to throw a rock at him or something. I do not. I have a morning star and a dagger. His his melon will get squished if he pops his head up. Protophones. Okay, so rock. so Ule, you're walking up to this thing. You are you going like straight up to the base? Or are you yeah. circling around it? What are you doing? Straight up to the base. Okay, and presumably, so it's it's built on the the, the gentle slope of this this hill mm-hmm. that we're. Yeah, so you you get up to it, and there is there are some rocks that have like tumbled down from the thing that mm-hmm. are like laying either up against the the tower itself or sort of like four or five feet away that kind of like are littering it. Like the thing's falling apart. Given another couple of decades, it will start to like like lose its structural integrity and fall down. Is there any shape to it? Is it like they they built the base to be sort of? Uh, no, it's circular. It circular? is like a classic okay. sort of like circular, like little mini citadel. Uleg, uh, if you if you feel that that you may be crushed or or get hurt going into this thing, then don't bother going in. Like, I wouldn't want you to die so, before we. Can. So at this point, he's fifty or sixty paces away. Yeah. Are you like sort of like shouting that out to him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, if, hey, hey, dude, if you see anything that looks unsound about this, then then don't go in. Yeah. Maybe just sort of walk around the base of it mm-hmm. to see if you can see if there's anything in there. If, if it's that unsound, maybe we could all to just, just push it over. The gods are with me, my brothers. <laughs> so you guys are having this exchange. So, so like, are you like, are you circling? Uh, I'm approaching from the downhill side, going to your left or to your right around it, around it, uh, going to, so, so are you going like which way around the right? Tower? So that's the the mouth of the cave there, that's right, yeah. and that's so I will go left around it to make okay. sure that no one is hiding on that oh, side. Okay. okay. Um, that would be uh, concealed if we marched up into the. Yeah. Okay. So you are going up. You're at the base of it. You're essentially walking around the uh, the tower, and. So I said this thing's about 30 feet tall. It's about 15 feet wide, which is to say like five to 10 paces across. Mm. So it doesn't take you long to circle this thing. Uh, Go ahead and roll 3d6. Okay. 11. Okay. Is that under your wisdom? Yes. So you you have enough wherewithal. You're thinking about this as you're walking and you're like planning your steps and you're taking the occasional like three or four steps and you stop. You just... You have enough uh, idea here that you're like, hey, if they if somebody's in there and they hear me moving, if I like stop really quickly, maybe I'll catch them. Like that's your that's your wisdom kicking in, and you do that once or twice, and you do hear there's there's some activity. I mean, you're on the other side of a wall, but you hear uh, noises on the interior, or at least like up high, like somewhere on the like that's not within your vantage, right? At, at the point at at the point at which I realized that. Uh-huh. Can I still see my comrades? Uh, sure. I'm gonna stop and make sure, like one final time, and and hold my hand up like this, 
palm out and make eye contact as as best I can at this distance okay. with each of just look at them and go. And I put my okay. index finger up to my to my lips, okay. making okay. making a shh. Okay. And then I point at the tower. Okay. So presumably you guys are all watching your bro, so you see right. this happening. So you're, yeah. there's no need to roll to see if you detect that. So uh, so you guys pick that up. Uh, Uleg, are you still going to keep circling? I will keep circling. Okay. So you come around sort of on like if uh, John or Mike quit bumping around on the, the your speaker. So kind of at that position is where you find the entrance in. Okay. So so what I want to get at is the entrance to this tower is not like facing towards like the way you guys are walking in. It's kind right. of tucked back away, right? Okay. So if you wanted to make a beeline between the tower and the tunnel, you you could you do could, something. but you're not like in the same periphery, right? So you can like kind of be out of sight. It just yeah. it's good like defensive sort of position, right? Makes like sense, the, yeah. the entrance to it. Okay, so you're you can see that there's a doorway that leads within this tower. There's not a door. It's just like an open sort of maw with an absence of rocks. Mm. Uh, and at this point I'm on the other side of the tower away from my dude. That's right. So at this point you are out of sight from your from your party. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stop. So sh- let me let me see that drawing that sketch you just made. Okay. So you can uh, do either side. Yeah. So I'm more or less where the arrowhead is there. I'm going to stop so that I'm not right in front of the open door. And then um, I guess you guys wouldn't actually know this. Right. So. Okay. So you're standing so I'm, I'm there. I'm standing there. I'm stopping. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, Warhammer you is got, drawn. You guys are standing there. What are the other three guys doing? I want to go and stand by the entrance to the tunnel. Okay. The excavated tunnel. Okay. So that is what Brondo is doing. Groda has been in the number one spot, but Brondo, are you going to go ahead and go up to the entrance yeah, of the tunnel? I'm going to go up to okay. because I can't see Uleg anymore. We can't see Uleg. Right. That's, right. that's exactly right. Right. Uh, Groda, Hank, what are you guys doing? I'll go with Brondo. Okay. Hank, what you doing? Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to get I'm going to try to sneak up a little bit closer to the tower um, and get within try to get within 40 feet so I, uh, my sling will be short range so there, I don't have any penalties to it uh, but I'm going to keep my sling out and just be ready to pop any kobolds that pop their heads over the tower like trying to cover everybody because they're kind of splitting up um, okay yeah so you can cut that distance and you can get close uh yeah so you can get basically the the way that we'll play it is that you're uh like 20 paces away from the tower and probably 30 or 40 paces away from the uh the entrance to the tunnel system like that's the way uh yeah so you're you're there you're at the ready uh you guys are all in position to to do things Grota, do you still uh, have your? Do you still have a rock? Did you pick up a, <laughs> to carry a big rock? You want to throw it at the tower and see what happens? Yeah, I just throw it. I wing it. Okay. So you're chunking this rock. I don't. I don't necessarily. You, you basically want to hit the broadside of a barn, right? Like this is a this mm-hmm. is a tower that's like <laughs> 20, 25 feet across. Yeah. A big strapping lad like Grota is not going to have any issues, like. Throwing it to reach the tower, so so you thunk the side, 
this tower. Uh, I love it. So everybody roll uh, 3d6. Oh, I know they're, I need another D6. Yeah. I got 10. I got a 6. Okay. So, Grota is your, what's your wisdom? My wisdom is 12. Okay. So, you have the wherewithal to, like, even with where you're at. I mean, we know that Grota is not the, the brightest crayon in the box, but he is not someone, like, Mama didn't raise no fool. Grota, Grota, Grota <laughs> realizes that the same thing that, that Uleg was, was thinking that, hey, I'm going to throw this rock and I'm going to listen real hard to see to see if I hear anything. And indeed, you, you, you hear your rock sort of thundering against the wall. And even, even from there, Grota can, can discern, like, you hear like a couple little uh, uh, raspy little like squeeze pop up uh, from from the interior of this of this tower. And given that Grota heard this, like you guys similarly were all mm-hmm. like poised to to hear this kind of thing. Uh, in your case, Uleg, since you're like right outside the door, you were able to deduce like there's there's sound coming like from within the like at ground level inside the. Inside the tower. Okay. All right, dude. So there's something in this tower. Yeah. And so at this point, I can probably see you. Yeah. And I'm going to point at you and point at the opening to this tower and then gesture to my Warhammer in a very suggestive way. All right. I will. I got my morning star. So, Grota, you stay Is right. Is it time to unstrap I the think, club? I think, it's un, I think it's time. Um. Do you, uh, do you I want to make a Velcro noise with my mouth, but I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it's, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, do we recognize the sound as kobolds or as... You don't know. It's, we don't know? It's, okay. It is humanoid, and you hear, like, some shuffling around, but outside of some, some scratching and some, uh, like like it's not it's not language it's like almost gibbering that's, okay. that's the kind of thing that you hear okay. in there yeah do we need to position ourselves uh like all around the tower or should should we just go to the door and just walk in and see what happens i don't know man that's your bag i'm yeah. i'm yeah. Here, yeah. i'm playing yeah. the cobalts here's what i'm doing <laughs> you ready you ready yes. for this let's go for it here's well so this is what i'm doing uh <laughs> my warhammer's on the ground i've got the uh, the tinder and, and the flint and everything in a pouch. Okay. I'm taking that out, and I'm quickly, as quickly as I can, I'm lighting a torch. Okay. So that will take place pretty quickly, right? Like within a, a round, like you can get that kind of thing done. I, I will leave like everything on the ground. I want to do this as quickly as possible so I have a torch in one hand and a war hammer that I can't effectively super swing super well, but I want to be ready. So if I need to throw a torch inside this this tower that's presumably pretty dim and, yep. and hard to see, I can. Okay, so at this point, does anybody have any modifiers to initiative? Like, as per uh, like special abilities or anything? Like, unless, unless you... Just dexterity, right? Yeah. But we roll for a group. Uh, so, uh, somebody over here, when do you guys roll a d6? A d6? Yeah. That's how you do it. A two. two. Okay, so... Uh, and I rolled rolled for my group i.e. the kobolds so so at this point we'll go ahead and enter the combat <laughs> sequence because everybody knows like they know that or 
you know that they're in there and they know that you're out there and everybody's like, we need to break this down and start progressing through things in a combat yeah, sequence. It's time to go. Yeah. Nobody's getting the drop on anybody here. Okay. Uh, we're, pa- we're past that. <laughs> right. So uh, you guys get to go first because my kobolds <laughs> did not roll well. Okay. So uh, everybody here is basically declaring and doing their move stuff. So uh, Groda, are you staying where you're at or are you moving anywhere? Uh, I'm going to go up towards Uleg. Okay. So you are moving up towards the entrance or the mouth of the the, the, the tower, too. Uh, Brondo, what are you doing? I am following uh, Grota, okay. but slightly to his left behind him. Okay. And so you guys, like, basically, let's describe here how you all are standing in front of the the entrance to this, to this mm-hmm. tower, because that's what this comes down to. So at this point... Uleg is slightly off center. Are you guys like standing to where you're like immediately in front of the entrance, or are you like getting behind Uleg? And to get behind me, you would have to cross the go around the other go, way. Right? Well, that or walk in front of the door. Yeah, yeah, right. Like walk. Yeah. But I just want to know like how you're standing in relation to the door. Uh, Grota wants the door. Okay, Grota so wants the door. Grota's <laughs> in front of the door. Yeah, I'll stand to the 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 closest side to the opening, the tunnel side. Yeah, yeah. Tunnel side. Okay. Sometimes I wish we could all visualize how everyone else sees the combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm certain that. <laughs> so that's what I've got there. Okay. Yeah, that's, so right. that's yeah, you yeah. all. And then, yeah. Hank, what are you doing in terms of uh, movement? movement? Hank's going to stay where he's at and okay. just cover the top of the tower, um, cover the, the tunnel entrance if anything pops out of there and tries to, like, get behind us. Um, he's got, like, I know my buddies are going inside. I'm going to lock down the outside and just take shots at anybody that I see. Okay, cool. So uh, so that's that portion. The next thing that happens with working through like this style of of combat that we're that we're playing here is you guys move. The next thing would be sort of like missile fire. So if anybody was doing any sort of missile attacks, i.e. you, Hank, you would do so <laughs> at this point, but there's nobody for you to see. So, I mean, if you want to take a pot shot, like just at the parapet, you could. Uh, but is anybody doing any missiles or magic? That's what this comes down to. Uh, do you want to count the torch that I'm about to toss in the door as a missile? Nope. So that would, okay. well, actually, yeah. So we'll go ahead and do that. So is that what you want to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. So go ahead and just make uh, the way we'll play this. Just go ahead and make a basic uh, like 3d6 decks. Okay. I like boiling these things down to skills, <laughs> like skill rolls. Uh, I didn't roll very well. Okay. 13 and my dex is 13. Okay, so you made it. So basically, you're wanting to toss this lit torch within the entrance of the with like within the within the door. More or less, yeah. You're able to do it. So this thing's lit and it's on fire psh, in there. As soon as that happens, you hear like more squeeing. Like you hear little uh, little cobalt squeeze. Yeah, like there <laughs> that that caught their attention. Choke, choke <laughs> up on the warhammer. I'm eager to yeah, split yeah. some yeah. skulls. Yeah. Okay. So uh any sort of hand-to-hand combat and nothing happens there's nothing for you guys to hit so now it's turn time for for my side so basically the way that this would work and i'm just working through this just so everybody's on the same page is you roll initiative to see who goes first you guys went first in this instance and now like my side the kobolds are going to do their things uh okay so let's see here so standoffish <laughs> I see what kind of DM you are. My side, <laughs> my side, my guys are over here. My dudes, we're gonna be, we're gonna get in your base and kill my, all your dudes. My dude, my dude, bros. 
right, now I gotta get my, my shit together. Grota, whatever happens, I want you to know I'll take care of your pony. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she is a very special pony. <laughs> Although I'm assuming that we have uh, a good chunk of bravado about this. It seems like. Like, you know, we're not expecting to lose. Rainbow Dash will see us again tonight, Brando. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like he just grabbed an encyclopedia, so I'm a little worried. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really... I really want Grota to like work his way through the tower and get to the top and there'd be one kobold left and just like pick it up and just throw it off the top. <laughs> and then you jump off the top onto it. <laughs> Over the top. <laughs> I mean, you could, I, you could jump 30 feet in land. I'm not going to lie. I've looked up dusty roads quotes to shout at kobolds as we do this. Nice. It's appropriate. <laughs> Give him some hard times, daddy. Give him some hard times. What am I thankful for? My polka dots. <laughs> My polka dots. <laughs> so I, I envision Grota in a, in a polka dot leotard. Oh, absolutely. I didn't picture Grota as Dusty Rhodes, but now I do. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. The man of the hour. The man with the power. I'm the oh, hit man. maker. The record breaker. Oh, you're slipping into superstar Billy Graham there. Oh, I, mm. I don't know who that is. But sure. <laughs> Is that he, what he, he says? Lifts, he lifts barbell plates. He eats T-bone steaks. He's sweeter than a German chocolate cake. He's the ladies' pet. The men's regret. Where what you see is what you get, and what you don't see is better yet. What's Damn. his name? Yeah, superstar Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. He's the same kind of uh, like he's, he's not the preacher. No, not the preacher. <laughs> uh, he's he's got like the you know more of the bodybuilder kind of physique. As he opposed to like, Dusty, who's just a, a dude, right? He's he just looks a big like dude. Dime Store Hulk Hogan. Yeah, so uh, he often accused Hulk Hogan of stealing his shtick. <laughs> he has the same mustache. Yeah. So what's everybody's AC? Good question. Four, five. Okay. Grota's is four. Hanks is eight. Uleg's is five. What about you, Brondo? What the? Your armor class. So you picked out your uh, armor and that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool guys. All right, so uh, my my dudes, my kobolds, they're not going to do any movement. They're quite happy within the little citadel that they're in, so they're not going to move. Uh, in terms of missile combat, the kobold that is at the top of the parapet is going to make a missile attack roll on like on y'all, mm-hmm. and so he's specifically going to target Groda because Groda's in the middle, uh, and that makes sense to do. Okay, so uh, Grota, you see uh, a, a a jar, like a mason jar, like in, again in Kentucky, like contemporary twenty nineteen terms, like a mason jar, but like an earthen sort of like clay jar comes raining down, and it oh, it, no. it, it, it it bings Grota like square on the head, but it doesn't shatter, and then it like bounces off to the side and. Psh- it bursts into flame and so you have like this this mass of of fire that's now like basically immediately to the uh to the side of Grota and we'll go ahead and say that it's it's to uh to Brondo's side so in between Brondo 
and Grota, there's this big Bill. swath of like a fire. We're in a dry pine forest too. Oh, snap. Great. Yeah. So, so there's this <laughs> this this uh this jar, this this earth and clay jar of, of flaming oil was just tossed down upon you. Dig it. Ah-ha! Is what you hear. <laughs> and the, <laughs> so that was the missile combat and then otherwise uh the uh the interior of the tower is relatively quiet. Okay. All right, so we're back around. So Grota, what are you doing? Oh wait, oh wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we need to we need to be official here. So in terms of movement, that's what we're doing now. So is anybody wanting to move? Grota, Brondo, Uleg, Hank. <laughs> Away from the fire, I suppose would be great. Uh, yeah. There are some stairs, right? Uh, like down into the tunnel, there are, and then into the tower. Presumably, there are stairs that would go up to the dude that threw the fire at you. Well, I'm pretty angry at him, so time to climb some stairs, <laughs> I say. Okay, so you're going to barrel into the tower, is that right? Yeah. Okay, is anybody else joining him, Brondo or Uleg? Uleg is going to go with him. Okay. Brondo, you coming too? Yep. Okay, so you guys are moving into there. So basically, you you bust up into the interior of this tower. Again, it's not very... It's not very large. It's like five to eight paces across. So you come into this thing and think about like the width of like a cinder block. That's almost like the the, the long end of a cinder block. That's how wide this thing is. Like the the wall itself. Mm-hmm. You get inside and it's a small it's a small room. So you come in and there's a couple like uh, remnants of like woody chunks of something and there's like a couple like musty like linen and uh, woven bags in the corner and you see like uh, three dudes that look like that. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. So they either have uh, long knives or these little like javelins in their hand and they're, they're weaselly slash bat like little like three to four foot tall humanoids. So you guys are just like huge compared to yeah, <laughs> compared yeah. to them but they're looking at you and they're snarling ferociously and uh they're 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 ready to go they they look like they look like rabid weasel men that's what we're dealing with here all right okay so that was movement uh hank are you hanging out outside um do i see the fire erupt from where i'm at uh, presumably i can yeah you would be able to at least see a little bit of it and certainly you would hear it um, in that case, I'm going to try to start. I, I obviously didn't see the kobold that threw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to try to start circling around because I, I mean, if I see that erupt, you know, there's there's got to be somebody up there. I'm going to try to circle around and get a get an angle on them. So are you wanting to circle in so that you're in between the tower and the entrance to the tunnel? Or are you wanting to go to the far side? Um, between the tower and the. Okay, so that takes you like closer to your party. So you guys do that, uh, and that's the movements. And so basically, at this point, you are still uh, 10, 10 to fifteen feet away from like the entrance to the tower, which is to say like okay. five to ten feet away from the fire. So you're not within the range of the fire. You're just like like the next round, you would be able to actually enter in the tower alongside your buddies. So sure. uh, so that was movement at this point. Uh, there's no missile combat. I would presume that's taking place. You can't. You can't see anybody, Hank, for what that matters. Uh, and there's uh, magic. Are you wanting to do any magical spells or anything? 
No, I've only got two spells, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to them for now. Okay, so doesn't we'll, seem dire yet. Okay, so we'll enter into the hand to hand combat. So at this point, Groda, Brondo, Uleg, we can go <laughs> ahead and walk through combat. You guys are all like up in these grills of these kobolds so we're just gonna say you can go to kobold town if you want to you can start swinging <laughs> so Groda, if you want to are you going to uh take an attack uh yeah i'm okay. gonna use bjorn the big old great club on him okay so this is a melee attack right like there's there's missile attacks which are with like ranged weapons and then there's melee attacks which are with the things that you swing and so in your case you are trying to hit a kobold which is relatively easy to hit you are uh, going to need to hit a specific value. So go ahead and roll your d20, and you're going to want to add any modifiers. I don't think you're going to have anything to hit, but if you were to connect, I would assume that with your strength, you're going to have like a damage modifier. So roll a a d20 and modify it as per whatever is standard. Uh, Strength modifies melee attack. So 21. Well, that certainly hits, Uh, but let's go ahead and... Chopping down kobolds. <laughs> so good. Yep. So just so you guys know, you're going to need to get over a 12 to hit these dudes. Uh, okay, so you hit. So go ahead and roll your damage. Is that 3d6? No. It's whatever. It's whatever. No, it's whatever your weapon is. So what do you... Like, did you record that on your character sheet? Uh, the Great Club is a two-hand weapon I wrote down. Mm-hmm. I, that's a... It was a 2d6, I think. Okay. Uh... Of great club. I only see club in the book. And the club in the book is 1d4. It was 2d4 in the one thing that I read. Thank you for reminding me. In the, what was the one thing that you yeah, read? Yeah, so where is, like, where did you I read thought it? I read it on, on one it of was the, like one of the D&D wikis. I'll do 1d, or 1d4 if that's what you'd prefer. So the, so the blanket statement here, guys, is that we're using either the rule cyclopedia or one of the two little hot sheets that I sent out to you guys. So... Uh, after tonight, go ahead and like look over your character sheet and make sure that your your stuff passes muster. Oh, sorry, uh, my armor class is seven. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, so your weapon, like you're wanting to use, basically a big club, right, John? Right. So, so it doesn't make sense that that would be like one d four. It sounds like that's more like a morning star. Uh, like. Yeah, my morning star is one d eight. Yeah. So. Uh, just for the purpose, go ahead and like make that, like scribble out, like right out to the side that that's one d eight, John. One d eight. Yep. That's good. I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to be too surly or too too smart, like smarty with any of this stuff, guys. But at this point, both John and Mike, you guys have used the rule cyclopedia for like over a year. Like you should know what that document includes, and you need to be conversant in it so so use it and 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 figure out like what your what your stuff is because you need to know uh like what to roll i can't necessarily like tell you that i rolled a four okay so four and then you got a strength modifier there too right plus three yep, plus three <laughs> so you obliterate the the, the cobalt that's, <laughs> into that's, mist. that's in front of you yeah again these dudes they're not big they are uh, small, evil, dog-like humanoids, usually living underground. Uh, they are... They're little, all told. They're little, little. <laughs> so so you, you smush one of them, and it just, it just goes to a pulp. 
in, in Groda's hands. And it's kind of funny to see, like, someone as big <laughs> as Groda smashing something as small as this little kobold. Uh, and it, it invigorates the other the other two guys that are that are there. So, Brondo, what are you doing? Uh, I guess, is there... There's, there's three. Yeah, there's one so for the each of you. Let's go. I'm gonna... <laughs> so, roll a d20, and uh, what did I say? You needed to get a 12. I think that's what I said. Right. Fifteen. Okay, so that does it, and so at this point you would be rolling damage, and you know what your morning star does. So you roll that, and it's plus whatever your yep. your strength modifier would be. So two, but my mm-hmm. strength modifier is plus one, but I also have Hulk plus two to melee damage. Oh, is that and that's your your thing, like right. recording? Yeah. yeah. So so mm-hmm. similarly, you you obliterate this thing, and so okay. that brings up that brings up a point, and I know I mentioned it in the previous like character generation. Uh, post, but like that Dyson's dodecahedron. If you guys want to spruce up your character, you can. Like that's basically your ability to take like a, su- a, a special class. If you just want to play like, hey, I'm doing a regular thief, you can do that. But if you want to do some sort of like special flavored thief, you can. And so in your case, what is it that you're doing here? It's uh, it's plus two to melee damage. Yeah, but what like what's the the flavor or the title like for your your, oh, your Hulk. dude? Yeah, so Hulk is yeah. like your character <laughs> class. So. <Yeah. laughs> So Brondo yeah. is is hulking up and, and right. sm- smashing the heck out of it. So anything with brute force with a with a weapon, you can you can damage it. Uh, okay, so similarly, you you smash the hell out of this thing. Uh, High is, five, Grota. <laughs> what is what is Holy Uleg doing? Uh, Uleg is gonna use his warhammer and bring it down on the skull of one of the kobolds. Okay, go ahead and do the do the roll. Do the roll. Uh, not good. Only a nine. So you missed that time around. So there's one of them, and he's he gives you a kind of a a little. He gives you the finger. <laughs> I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of like the guy that works with Jennifer Aniston in Office Space. Right. Whenever he like like flips her the finger, <laughs> that's what he. That's what that's what that guy does. Uh, and so that's that's round. So we'll go ahead and jump back around. Uh, okay. So so the the kobolds that are in my. In my control, we have no movement that's taking place. In terms of missile combat, the uh, the one that's up top is going to try try to make a range throw and hit Mike. And so, let's see here. <coughs> nice. So, uh, Mike, the uh, the kobold, who at this point you've not been able to see this little dude, he he becomes visible, and it, it becomes apparent to you like as this is happening, almost like in slow motion it's not happening in slow motion but you're able to sort of take this in little dude is is able to like hunch down and be under the edge of the parapet like this thing has fallen down enough that if if it was a full-grown a big-ass man or even a dwarf like they would be able to like they would be visible over the parapet because but because these are like little weaselly kobolds they can like hunch down under the view so he's popping up and he launches you know he does like an ollie shot of of one of these one of these earthen jars and it's going to smash you and do 1d8 worth of damage. Okay. I know the, the system goes like their turn, my turn, their turn, my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm sitting here just waiting for this guy to pop up, uh, can I get a pot shot on him since I'm just sitting there and have, like spent two turns waiting for him to pop up. Presumably I'd be ready yeah, no. when that happens. Sorry. No. Like the way that basic plays, it is very much my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn. It's very turn based. So So then if he pops back down at the end of his turn, does that mean I just am not gonna get a shot at him at all? 
Uh, no, so the way that we'll play it is like now that you know he's there, like you guys did not have a chance to see these guys because they were hidden. Like you guys, you guys had dinner and like hung out for a while and by the time that you were approaching, they knew that, hey, there's some bros approaching. So they were hidden. Like there was, there wasn't a chance that you were going to see the, the single cobalt up on the parapet. Uh, but now that you know he's there, we'll, we'll go ahead and play. Like there's going to likely be some level of like, like cover. Uh, afforded to the dude, uh, but you you would be able to make an attack on this kobold. I guess what I would say is you've not seen this kobold because he's been he's been hidden. Okay. Uh, what's the damage then? Seven. Okay. Ouch. Are you hurt? Uh yes. That is more than half my hit points. Oof. Cobalt fire. Oof. Yeah, so <laughs> you hear a, a triumphant yelp <laughs> from the, the little cobalt. Wee-hee! Like, <laughs> maybe there's a little javelin that stabs up in the air and like... In, in like salutations or something like that, he's like, "Oh, I've met I've met my brother at arms. I'm going to town." <laughs> they they don't know who they're fighting, and they're they're the slobber tooth clan of kobolds. So I don't know. They're a little bit silly, I would think, uh, but a little bit dangerous. <laughs> Seven hit points dangerous. <laughs> well, they're they're throwing oil. That's yeah. that's that's the kicker, right? Yeah. Uh, so so they toss the oil from afar, and so that's the ranged attack. Okay. So now, in terms of hand to hand, the dude that was squaring off with Uleg is going to go ahead and take a roll at him. Three. Oh shit! So he he swings, and it's a total like pot shot. This weapon that he's holding. Uh, like it's it's a rusty like long knife. I'm gonna get I don't tetanus. Know. No, he he <laughs> he whiffs and like it comes into contact. What kind of uh, armor are you wearing? It's it's the uh, the the first crack that Uleg's ever taken at making chainmail. But it's like legit metal. So yeah. he hits this thing, and this is just a testament to how crappy some of the some of the weapons these dudes are using. Like that weapon, that weapon, it it doesn't bend. It like outright like the blade the blade breaks right like he 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 fumbled on on his on his roll <laughs> so so his 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 long knife that he like went to stab you with like like the tip breaks off and he's just like looking at it stupidly oh crap U- uleg i am not a man of god but now <laughs> i am i'm am starting to doubt we are worthy <laughs> so we'll so we'll, we'll roll around okay so at uh at this point do you guys want to do any movement no i'm not moving okay hank what about you uh, I'm going to try and get that guy at the top of the tower, so... Well, are you moving, though? No. Okay, so you're staying put. Okay, so we'll go ahead and move into missile combat. So now, Hank, that's your turn. So go ahead. If you want to make an attack, go ahead. And the way that we'll just say it is that you're at uh, a minus three to hit. That's the partial cover, like, uh, uh, modifier that I've got here in front of me. So make your, your d20 roll and modify it with your decks, and then tell me what you get. Okay. 18 plus 1 is 19. Okay. Uh, so, minus 3 would be 16. Right, yeah. So I think that's going to hit the dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you're able, like, now that you know where where you're looking, uh, you can see, like, like the hunched-up shoulder. And these guys, they're a little bit, like, weaselly, a little bit hyena, hyena-y. Uh, think about, like, <laughs> uh, for, for you, Justin, like, think yeah. about, I tend to think about these kobolds 
and and gnolls actually are more to the point like the the hyenas in uh the lion king sure they're sure <laughs> that kind of like long sure. neck like canid right uh that's what we're dealing but with like here. on jawa bodies yeah right, right. <laughs> yeah yeah we're almost like in the uh the, the the adventures of Mr. Toad, like the old oh, right. like Disney one, like the weasels that are all yeah, drunk yeah. in like yeah. Mr. Toad's house, like that's what I imagine the kobolds are like. Uh, so so in your case, Hank, you're able to see uh, like the the shoulder or the neck, and you're able to ping it, and so you're hitting it with your sling, right? Yep. All right, so go ahead and roll damage. Four. All right, so that is going to do it. You're able to take down a. Uh, the cobalt. You don't necessarily, you don't necessarily like know it. You see, no. you see it slump, but you know that you connected soundly just from like your aim being true, and your, uh, your, 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 your bullet, your munition, like striking soundly. You thump. You know you hit it. Uh, just for for uh, a point, like what is it that you're using as your your weapon of choice? Like in your in your sling, is it like? Are they just stones that you've collected along along a riverbed? Are these like uh, loaded like lead weights that you purchased from from Uleg? What's the how do you how do you come across your 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 weapon like your munitions for your sling? Uh, these ones are some purchased sling bullets, uh, but you know if I run out, I've got thirty. Uh-huh. Um, but if I run out, obviously I'll just start grabbing rocks. Okay, um, cool. But for now, you know, I figured we're 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 coming out to face who knows what, so I'm going to bring the good stuff. Yeah, it would make sense too. I mean, uh, I, we talked about it last last session, but the the peoples of Coldfield they're like sheep herders, and so like the shepherd's crook and the sling uh, and the whip, those are all like classic weapons of these these sheep herding folks because they're almost part and parcel with what you would use for for tending your flock. Right? You can use the whip to like capture a uh, an animal that's on the run, you can use the sling to sort of reach out and and deter perhaps a stray dog. Not necessarily a wolf, but if you just need to like say, "Hey, get away from here." That's those are the kinds of weapons. Back that, off, coyote. That, yeah, and, and you're basically a uh, a young sheep herding uh, mage in training. That's 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 the picture that I'm getting with Hank. Uh, okay, so so that's that's the the missile combat. Uh, you've you've taken out the cobalt up top. Let's go ahead and move into the hand to hand. Uh, what you doing, Groda? I'm going to swing and hit. Uh, do so and report back. I rolled a 17. Damn. And, yeah. uh, D8. <laughs> I rolled an 8. Yeah. So you are, uh, like a... You're you're a cobalt assassin here. It's not a, it's not an assassin. You're you're like a, a cobalt mutilator. Uh, you 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 destroy this other one that's in front of you. Sort of smash it down like from the top downward, and you almost see the thing like. Uh, it's like when you're like crushing a beer can, like with your foot. Like that's the kind of thing that you're seeing here happening. <laughs> he's he's coming on, straight down yeah, on his face. Yeah, he's putting on a clinic for how to. Uh, murder kobolds and that's what you're seeing here uh so groda groda does a good thing and he puts puts that kobold in his grave and we'll go ahead and bust out of the combat sequence at this point because you guys you guys killed all the kobolds We've cleared the room. in the tower you cleared the room so nice. so uh what do you guys want to do poking around here can we eat these things you could i, I, I would not it. okay 
as as your DM, I would advise advise you that you don't want to make saves yeah. versus poison. Okay. <laughs> I've still got some tater totters. So now, oh like, yeah, like did this take very long? Because it was oh, still, no. it was okay. This okay. this like th- this is the issue with like with D and D and these crunchy sort of mechanics. This is yeah. not even really a crunchy like version of D and D. This is super fluid, right? Yeah. But everything that we just did here took like the span of. Was it three turns or four turns? Three turns, right? Yeah. And so each turn is supposed to be like six seconds or... or oh, okay, yeah. Or so some, we, we some fraction no of a minute. Yeah, yeah. like this okay. was like a minute or two of us okay. like working through this, this combat. Okay. Super quick. I and mean, there was a lot of standing off that you guys did, but yeah. once you get into like very like spatially determined right. the combat... Can take forever. Okay, uh, so I, I'm wanting to avoid that. I'm wanting to streamline this right, shit. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, so I guess this is we know now what what we're dealing with and what potentially is in the the man-made yep. cave. Yeah, the fire is still burning out at the the entrance yeah. to the to the tower. Uh, is any of the outside of the tower on fire? No, okay. no, because the outside of the tower itself is either stone or like relatively like wet and moldy okay. like okay. stuff. Uh, so really, the fire that you're seeing is a is a consequence of the oil. All right, or whatever flammable materials yeah. are there. You know, you know that the the fire that you saw it was like yeah. the splash of, of of flames came from the oil. Right. Yep. All right, dudes. Well, this is uh, yeah, this is what we're dealing with. Monsters go poof. There's still the guy on the roof that we that we inside don't know about, right? That is true. Yeah, I mean, you think that he's up there, like, like you do, you don't know that he's not dead. Okay. I'm, uh, unless- I'm gonna I'm gonna shout into the party like, hey, I I hit something. I hit a cobalt up top. Somebody go check if it's dead. He hasn't popped up. Is it pretty oh, apparent? Like, yeah. And just like keep a bead on him just in case he's not dead. Is there a ladder or some apparent way? There is. Yeah. So inside of the tower, there is a relatively decrepit like lean to ladder okay that is on like one wall and then like halfway up the wall you get the sense that this tower should be like two stories but what you're seeing here is like really only one story like the wood that made the the flooring of the second like story is rotted out yeah so what you see is like a <laughs> yeah, ladder right. leaned over and then immediately another ladder like lean back like doing a switchback okay uh and uh you guys go ahead and roll. You two roll two d six, like two like d six. John and yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, crap. Justin twelve. You said John. Yeah. Did, oh, I'm did sorry. You no, me? I'm sorry, Josh. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I got, got five. <laughs> okay. So under your wisdom, under your wisdom, you guys realize. No, mine's over my wisdom. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you you think you can totally like climb up these ladders and they'll hold you? They, you realize that these things hold kobolds and not armored and not humans, not big bros. Uh, <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna smash the ladder with my warhammer. Oh, you're smashing it? Yeah. Okay. Dude, I was gonna climb that. Don't dude. climb it. I'm okay. smashing it. So uh yeah, that was that was the test there. There's too many J's. I've got No, that's fine. Josh, I just I Justin, thought Justin John. I thought that's what you meant, but I just wanted to make yeah. sure before yeah. Yeah. So okay, so the ladder is smashed and there's no way now to get up to the second unless you have like a... Uh, a rope, or you get creative, or right. Gr- or Groda or Brondo decide to toss somebody. That guy right. can stay up there. No, but I mean, we're assuming since Hank hit it, mm-hmm. that even if it is alive, it's probably hurt. So I'm guessing that it wouldn't come after us, even if you know. Right. 
we just need to watch out when we come right. back through. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what? How's the outside look to climb? Do I think I could scramble up it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and say. I mean, if this is this would. I mean, it's gonna hurt if you fall, <laughs> but but you would not like. Given how this thing's coming down, someone of your size and stature, we'll just say like roll a three d six, and if you make the deck, so you can go ahead and get up there if you want. Uh, I better not. I've only got a thirteen decks. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it would not be hard to climb on the outside, just given that it's just it would be the equivalent of like a dry stone fence here in yeah. Kentucky. Like you would be yeah. able to, to, to stick your feet and your, no. your hands in some various like crevices and chinks in the, the, the blocks and whatnot. I'm not worried about the dog Jawa on the top. Yep. Dog Jawa. Uh, there we go. That's, <laughs> that's really what we're dealing with here. Right. Uh, if, if I can't get to the one on top, then I'm going to go inside and, and see what's going on. Um, See when I see that they've got a couple dead, I'm gonna I'm gonna open one of their mouths and see and try to pull out a canine from one of them as a trophy. Like I killed the one on top, I can't get it, so I'm gonna get me a trophy from one of these guys down here. Oh, Hank, Vietnam style. Damn. Side. I feel like is you, a, did, like, you did this like in the last campaign, right? Like in the first campaign. I'm gonna go all like. I'm gonna try to impress him. I think this is this will do it. Like I'm as hardcore as you guys. You're gonna you're gonna make a necklace out of cobalt teeth, and you think it's gonna impress the burgomaster's daughter? <laughs> Maybe. I I I say that in character, and I laugh and uh, pick up my torch and say, "Are we ready to venture on?" Yeah. You guys, don't, you guys don't think this is cool? <laughs> No, no, Hank, it's cool, man. You're cool. You're cool. Yeah, you're totally cool. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm assuming there's nothing that we can take from these things because, you know, the one's short sword or whatever shattered. So I'm assuming that their their tools or weapons or whatever are probably way worse than anything we got. I don't know. Do you want to look? Yeah, I want to look. Okay. Examine the bodies. Whatever's left of them. Thank you, Grota. So in the in the corner, I mentioned before that there was a couple of those like uh, like linen and sort of like mm, yeah. uh, uh, burlap sacks and whatnot. And one of them, one of them smaller, and you see like a collection of like thirty uh, copper pieces. So nice. so you found like so, so a, a, a little bit. Yeah. And then in the other one, it was it was another bag, and it kind of clinks as you pick it up. Uh, inside it are three earthen flasks. Oh, nice. There you go. That's what's I up. I bet I know what those are. All right. Situational awareness, right? Yeah. <laughs> none, none of these bags are on fire, right? From the nope. Okay. This they they are they are corked, and there's a little piece of like burlap that is like running out okay. from the cork. So it's it's almost as if you've got like. Uh, Cobalt cocktail, like a little, yeah, yeah. yeah, like a little earthen jar, like this size, like almost the size of a grenade, yeah, and. A little like cork stopper, like a wooden cork with a bit of like burlap, and so of course that burlap's just seeping a little bit of whatever the liquid is mm-hmm. in there, so it's a little bit wet. So it would probably hold a light pretty okay. well. All right, who cool. wants who wants them? Do you want to take them? Anybody want to take these things? I'm not holding on to those now. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'll take. Well, if nobody else wants them, I'll take them. Great. Uh, yeah, let's let the wizard. Them up. Let let the mighty magician have the fire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can anybody tell what's in these things? We saw them. So like, you give a, a little sniff test. Yeah. Uh, it is it is hot. It is definitely 
like an oil. It's it's not alcohol okay. that you would okay. want to drink. It's like so we are assuming oil. it's yeah. not Mazer's Might. No, right. it is. It so, is not a, a mellow mel, nor a hydro mel, nor okay. a. <laughs> so a these methaglen. are probably the Molotov things that got thrown at us. Mm-hmm. All right. Sa- safe to say, All right. and it is some sort of like lantern or like like the the oil that you would see like running at the mercantile and at the pub. It's that kind of material. All right. Great. Yeah. Shall, uh, shall we press I'm on, or do you want to keep looking around here? Well, I'm going to take that copper. I mean... Yeah, yeah that's yours. That's yeah. Payday. Right. payday. <laughs> cool. So you guys are all within the interior of the tower. Is that how we're playing it? And what and where do we go from here? I'm moving toward the exit. Yeah, I'm going to go down the stairs. Yep. Follow Uleg. So you guys are going towards the t- the tunnel, right? Is yeah. That- Moving from the exit of the tower, mm-hmm. and then that will be my next. Yeah. Okay. So are we? Uh, we're resuming marching order, unless you guys tell me otherwise. It's going to be Groda, Brondo, Uleg, Hank. Like, I'll wait the for them. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you'll fall into marching order. Uh, Groda, you're coming up to the entrance of this this tunnel. Uh, it is not quite your height it is because you're a big guy right like you're like six foot plus yeah 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 so so this tunnel the height of it is more like five ish feet something like that or four four and a half five five feet tall uh and it's open so and it's arched so this is a very nice clean well-made dwarven tunnel leading like into the hill that you guys are, are coming up on, right? That's basically what you're seeing here. So there's there's a little bit of a slope above the entrance to this tunnel, and like you know, it's kind of like you're you're on a level, and then the the the, the slope starts back up. So that kind of explains okay. like the tunnel goes right into the side of this this yeah. topography, right? So Grody, how are you seeing <laughs> as you move into the 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 tunnel? I can. I duck and go down in. I can't, I'm going to pass my torch to Groda. Okay. So Groda, you've got a torch in your hand. You you go this this tunnel. If you were to like spread your arms out again, you're a big dude, about five feet wide. You can like almost touch both both sides of the tunnel, and you uh, walk within this like five foot wide tunnel, about a span of about I don't know four or five strides, and it opens up into a room that is that is dark. Is everybody following me? I'm right behind yeah. you, Grota. Yep. So So do you spill into it, Grota? Sounds you, good. Okay, so you just walk into the middle. You're holding this this torch up. Because we've been having to crouch, right? Because uh, the, tu- the tunnel's not... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And then this room, and opens, then room up. opens up. That's exactly up. Okay. right, yeah. yeah. So this room, ha- and that's a good point, the room itself has almost like a dome shape, so in the middle it's higher up. It's just the way that the rock has been hewn to like maintain the, the structural integrity of the room, right? Cool. Uh, so it opens up. It's a, it's a room, and uh, on the edges... That's where you get to about the five-foot sort of height. So as you get to the edges, you guys might have to duck down a little bit, but in the mm-hmm. middle, there's, there's no problem with you walking. So what you're seeing here is a square room. It's probably about ten paces across in either direction. And let's go ahead and see what's popping out at you guys. 
so Groda's like sweeping the the lantern light and you get or the, the the torch light right and you guys are all sort of like spilling into the room together and as he's sweeping the light to both the left and to the right like the the square room you see two kobolds like like uh crouched down sort of against the wall to your left and three on the right. So I'll go ahead and dry this out really quick just so you can kind of see what we're talking about here. Are there any apparent exits other than the one we came in? So that's kind of the the room. So the X's Mm. denote the two patches of cobalts, two and three respectively. Okay. And you can see We're coming in from the bottom. That's right, yeah. So the arrow points in. Got it. And so it's a relatively square room, and the, the tunnel continues on on the other side of the room what i've drawn there with that sort of like here's the schematic little, dudes. Little, little turd circle that's basically like uh it's it's not necessarily like a burlap sack but it's almost like a burlap tarp and there's like along the periphery like some uh like like some refuse like i don't know cobalt cobalt backpacks like that's the kind sure. of stuff that's yeah. like along the <laughs> periphery so it looks like it's almost as if it's like their sleeping pad or something Middens. like that yeah it's it's All the right. cobalt midden in the center of the room but these these okay. bros are up on the sides waiting for you to come in because they think they're gonna quote unquote ambush you so we'll go ahead and roll uh initiative here so if one of y'all uh, justin if you want to roll I a d6 it up last time. all right let's go Five. Nice. Okay, you uh, you guys win initiative, so we'll go ahead and jump right into it. So at this point, we'll go ahead and do movement. So so Groda, Brondo, Uleg, and Hank will go in that order. But okay. however you guys want to arrange yourselves in this room, this square room, you can easily cover any distance that you need to here to sort of get yourself into position. I'm going to, since I'm behind Groda, I'm going to move to his right. Okay. So I'm going to go towards the where there are three, okay. I guess, cobalt. Or step that way. So I've got you like that? Yep. yep. Okay. So that's what you're doing. Uh, so Grodo, where are you going? So I have a question. My mm-hmm. whooping stick is a two-handed weapon. Can mm-hmm. I plant the torch in the ground for our combat session, or am I handicapped? Uh, let's say that you can just like toss it to the ground if you want to. Okay. Yeah, I mean you don't necessarily need to plan it. This is this is a relatively low light condition anyway. But but All yeah. right, toss it on the ground, get yep. my whooping stick out. Okay. And Velcro noise. Where are you gonna move? <laughs> are you gonna follow uh your gonna, Brondo or are you going to the other patch of cobalt or are you going towards the middle of the room? What are you doing? Middle middle of the room. Okay. Okay. So you walk straight out into the middle of the room. Uh and basically if you recall I, I mentioned that there was like uh uh uh, a turd, a turd tarp, <laughs> like some sort of mm-hmm. like like burlapy oh, material no. where there was various like cobalt backpacks that were around. You walk right out into the middle of it, and he just disappears. You guys oh, don't see no. him at all. Oh shit! Uh, okay. Bye. Groda, you take three damage. Groda, Groda went first. <laughs> Groda went first, first, straight <laughs> into the cobalt trap. Uh, so, so Groda, just so you know, you dropped ten feet. Uh, down into like the the pit that the cobalts have dug in the middle of the room, and you fell like into their trap. They're brilliant trap. They are so smart. <laughs> are they are Punjab sticks at the bottom? There are. They are not. Thank goodness. Okay. Good. Yep. Yeah, but you're you're down there. Uh, 
Okay. Ten feet. You said. Oh, yeah, was ten angry feet Groda. <laughs> so okay. Groda fell into the trap. Ten so feet. that's what uh, that's what happened with him, Brondo. Uleg, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to circle around the the pit trap mm-hmm. to the. You went right. I went right. So I'll go left. Okay. Do you want to engage with the two kobolds that are there, or do you want to keep on circling the trap? Um, I want to engage the the kobolds. That so I I wasn't clear on where how far so. Oh, I thought they were on the other side. No, no, okay, they're right there. Okay, yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I want to do. Okay, yeah. and then Hank, where are you moving? Let me see is that thing again so I can show them. Yep. So this is what the room looks like. Okay. And we're coming from the bottom from the arrow, and to the left and oh. right are the kobolds, and um, and Groda's in the middle. And Groda's in the middle in the uh, the circle. Okay. How long will it take me to light and th- can I light and throw one of these oil flasks in the same round? Or do I have to like light it one round and throw it the next? We'll say you can do that, but and yeah, so we'll say you could do that this round if you wanted to. Okay. Um, in that case, Morando, uh, you're going to the right where there's three cobalts. Correct. Yeah. Do you want maybe hold back? I'm, I could toss a, an oil flask right in the middle of them and see if I can torch all three of them. Go for it. Okay. Um, but I don't want to burn you. No, no, no. It's fine. I'll, I'll. If you can just sort of like lob it over me, I'll, uh, I'll be sure to. Like if, you, okay. if, if you're gonna holler out, hey, I'm tossing this flask. I'll take a step back. Then, like one step right. back. Can I do one step back? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go ahead and say like if you're wanting to sort of hold back just a hair. Right. Like yeah, yeah. So that you're not at a penalty. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Okay. I, I will shout that out, and then um, I'm going to step far enough into the room that I can see the kobolds. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what, like a step into the room, so I'm in the room fully, but not, like, going to fall into the pit. Yeah. Yeah, so let me go ahead and draw this out real quick. Zoop. I mean, if they're just going to give us these free oil flasks, we might as well use them. Right. Especially when they're all clumped together like that so conveniently. So this is the way that I've got it. <clears throat> so the X is where Hank is positioned so that you're, yeah. you're in position to toss an oil flask on the group of three. Okay, yep. so that's, that's, that's movement. All. So in terms of missile combat, go <laughs> ahead, and I, I presume there's three there. Are you just going to aim like for the middle one? They're hanging. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm okay. gonna aim for the middle one then and hope it the splash okay. from the oil like catches the other two as well with and maybe so some kind of damage. A roll of twelve is what I said before. Nothing's changed here with what these kobolds are. Okay. So, okay. so go ahead and roll uh, same as the get, tower kobolds. Yep, yeah. Okay. Kobolds a kobold, like until we get deeper in. Till till the boss kobold. <laughs> okay. Which is three kobolds on one another's shoulders. In a trench coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 all right ready ready for the oil flask yes please go ahead and roll it uh 18 so 19 okay yeah so i mean you you hit this dude uh and he just he just goes up so go ahead and roll your d8 so the the oil flask are one d8 so he like full on hits one yeah yeah and so okay. that's the way we would yeah. play it is okay. that you if you hit oh. you actually they, t- yeah. they take the full damage okay. Oof. not that it matters but it would actually like roll over yeah like, for the I next round too I have to dig one out of my dice bag okay uh, here we go and seven 
Okay, yeah, so you, you conflagrate this this kobold. He's he's toasty. Toasty! Okay. Does it just hit that one, or does it splash onto his buddies, too? It, does, it doesn't splash onto his buddies, but he is like a Damn. flaming like mm. candle. You know, and so Enough at this to point, freak the other ones out. Yeah, I'm so assuming. yeah, so at this point, nobody has an issue seeing anything in the room. Like everything right. is illuminated. <laughs> Great. At this point, we have a cobalt uh, candle. You have a, a cobalt candle, a fully engulfed cobalt running around the room. Right. So you've got the cobalt candle, and he's and right. he's, he's keep it away from st- the pit and grow it. Don't <laughs> right. let it fall into but the pit. When he said, "I'm going to throw the f- the flask," I was like, "Oh man, he's going to lob it into the pit accidentally." <laughs> Don't let this kobold run into the pit. Uh, so, so this kobold's on fire, and uh, that's that's melee. So at this point, isn't that a song? Uh, this, kobold's this kobold's on, on fire. fire. <laughs> so we're gonna move into to hand to hand. So Groda, you're you're standing off with what two of them? I'm in a pit. Oh no, you're in the pit. That's yeah, right. he's in sorry. The uh, what do you want to do? Me. Uh, I have two daggers. Is it possible for me to use those as helper tools to get out of the pit to like climb the wall? No, I feel like you could jump and grasp the edge. Yeah, if it's ten feet feet. high, right? And you're six foot plus. Yeah, Grota will jump. All right, so go ahead and roll a four d six. Make it roll a two, five, seven. Nine. Nine. That's with 4d6? 4d6. Okay, so that's under your strength? Under my strength, yes. All right, so so this round you're able to like jump up and sort of like man push yourself out of there. Uh, man push. Yep, yep. Grow to push. Uh, <laughs> Grow to push first. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what you're doing. In terms of uh, Brondo... What's up yeah. with you? Well, I'm going to take a swing at one of the other two kobolds because I'm right there on the right. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming the one has caught fire and yep. he's, he's gone. Yep. Well, he's um, sort of standing there yeah, going, right. right. Like So while the other two are freaking out that their uh-huh. homie's on fire, I'm yep. going to go after one of the other ones. Yep. So go ahead and roll your your uh, your D20 to hit. All right. Add any modifiers. 17. Okay. So that's going to hit. Yeah. Uh, and, and then go ahead. And, yeah. And then, yeah, so 18. Yep, so don't forget your modifiers, and then go ahead and roll damage. I mean, in this case, it doesn't really matter, but in other cases, it could. Seven plus two, nine. Yeah, so you guys are smashing and demolishing right. some kobolds. Uh, you you smack this thing, and it just it just underscores the point that it's strength in numbers, right? Like, right. these dudes don't win fights solo. <laughs> these dudes win fights uh, in, in, in groups and by being sneaky, right? So yeah. you're, you're basically hitting like a... A forty or fifty pound like weasel weasel dude, right? And you you obliterate him. So two two of the three on the right are mm-hmm. out of commission. That's right. Okay. All right. Uleg. I'm going after one on the left. This is where the plan falls apart. Yep. <laughs> pray to Svarog. Mighty Svarog, I've never prayed to you before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a nineteen plus one. Okay, Bam. so you hit. Go ahead and do your damage. Okay, let me check. Yep. Okay, so so you hit that one, and he, I don't know. He stills himself, and he like he he powers on through. Like you you wallop the shit out of this dude, but he's still on on his on his feet, and he's got like a javelin, and he's like he's ready to bring it to he's you. Gonna poke me? Yeah, he's gonna poke you. Uh, okay, so I think that takes us through our group, right? Poked. 
Okay. Yep. So we'll go ahead and hop over to, to my side. So I've got the uh, one that is around on the side. The, the one became the crispy critter, and the other one, uh, Brando demolished. There's there's one there, one, yeah. and then there's two over on Uleg's side. So the, the one that's on Brando's side, he is going to attempt to... Uh, I'm thinking here. Take your time. So he's going to uh, try to like bum rush you, which is a little bit farcical to think about, but mm-hmm. that's that's the only thing that he can do. So right. the way that we're going to do this is he's going to make a two hit roll against you. Okay. And he fails miserably. So oh, you man. just get like walloped by this like forty five pound wet bag of, of weasel dude and it's it's just like he hits you like at your midsection and you look yeah. down it's almost as a as a joke here right but his attempt was to try to push you towards the trap in the middle and like like get you to fall on top of of of, <laughs> of groda that that's what he was going for right he needs to be about four or five times his size though to make this happen. So he falls, he fails miserably at that. So that's what he does. The, the two that are on the other side over with Uleg, there's one who is a fighting strength and he's going to take a swing. Mm-hmm. And then the other one's going to take a swing also. Let me check real quick. I think that hits. AC is five. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. So he actually does hit. Okay. And then his little, so you're struck for two points. Basically, one of the one of the two has javelins. You get the sense that that's like what these what these little like weasel dudes carry. They've got like either a long knife and then a javelin. Like that's their their standard sort of sort of weaponry. Weaponry. So this guy's got double handed for his javelin. And he just sort of like tries to spear you, and he he grazes your side for two points. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so that's what the uh that's what the kobolds have in store so we'll go ahead and roll back around so at this point groda you've like he's emerged from the pit <laughs> the mountain has uh, has has rose up what are you gonna do his entrance music yeah. kicks in you can you can move i should say so at this point we're doing move so do you want to like engage or where are you going I, I'm feeling kind of angry, so I think I'm just going to rush at the ones that are attacking Uleg. Okay. So you can get, like, right on top of them, and it's a thundering yeah. herd of, of a single uh, <laughs> Grota. Like, it's a man mountain lion flight. The mountain moved. <laughs> Brondo, are you staying where you're at? Yeah. Uleg, are you staying where you're at? Staying right there. Hank, are you staying where you're at? Yep. Okay, so that's that's the moves uh, in terms of missile combat. Hank, uh, what are you doing? Sorry, I keep muting it so that's you okay. don't pick up like no, clicks. Okay. And stuff. Um, I'm gonna transition to my sling because we've only I've only got two of these oil flasks left, and I don't know hmm. what else we're gonna encounter. Good call. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pop my sling out and try to attack one of the the I guess the. One of the two on the left. Okay. So go ahead and make a uh, melee hit. Oh, wait, wait melee? Or, or, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ranged. Sorry. I was going to say. My bad. Uh, ten. Okay. So that so misses. That's so ding. Is that with your plus one <laughs> at close range? Oh, uh, eleven. Yeah, so so that still misses. I think you guys still need twelve misses. to hit no. yeah, for these did. guys. And so I just uh, wanted to remind yeah, him that no, he was... That's, yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, no, the, 
Thanks. So your your uh your forged little shot like ding 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 it bounces around a couple times around the room before it sort of rolls into the pit. Uh, but uh, man, these things are going off. It's like a BB gun. Like whenever you throw one of those sling, one of your sling shots, they they sort of echo and and, and bounce around in here. So yeah, so you missed with that one, but you get the sense like with those. Hey, with, with ricochet munition, yeah, <laughs> like like those things. They they do some damage. Like they're no joke against these little uh, pitalani like kobolds. If they hit, like they're gonna they're gonna sink in and do some damage. Okay, so that's that's our missile combat. Uh, any magic? No, no magic. Uh, we're on back to the hand to hand. So, Grota, where are you at? You're on top of uh, uh, one of two, right? What are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to throttle him. Like, I want to give him the people's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> the people's elbow. So, go ahead and if you want to do that, we can just say that you drop your weapon and go ahead and roll your uh, your your uh, you know hand to like just go ahead and roll to hit <laughs> using your your melee. Grota's so mad. It's just time for so roll the d8. Yeah, so oh, no, no, D20. no, no, like roll your D20 just D20. basically to hit. Sorry. Yeah. I rolled an 11 plus three with my strength, yeah. so 14. So we'll say you've got this thing, and then I don't, I don't know what unarmed damage does in your case. But I kind of just want to flop him around. Okay, well, we'll say, we'll say, okay, <laughs> just so. Just so, him by the neck so, and just kind of. Like, <laughs> so we'll know that, so subdue him. Punch him so, into the pit. Uh, so you have this guy. Uh, pinned uh until he makes a save uh and can can get out of it so you've you've essentially pinned one of these kobolds uh in your in your your bare arms count him out ref <laughs> <laughs> tap out kobold. okay tap out. so brondo you've got what another one that's yeah on top i've got of you? yeah i've got one more i'm gonna take okay. a swing at right over okay so go ahead and take a swing if you want to yep. 16 okay so you hit it and go ahead and do your damage and then Three plus two plus one. Yep. So, so that does it. Yeah. So so you take that one down as well. Uh, you get the, you guys get the sense if you connect with one of these these little dudes, like it, it, you do what you need to do. Yeah. So you take him down. All right, Uleg. What about you? Uleg is gonna smash with his hammer, okay. the one that he hit earlier, not the one that's being throttled. <laughs> he rolls a seventeen. Well, okay. a sixteen plus one. So you do it. Only two damage again. That does, that does it. Though. Okay. All you needed was one, and you were able to, to subdue this thing. So, well, you don't subdue it. You you finish him off. Uh, you take you take him out with your with your hammer. Yeah. Uh, you see a skull knit in a little bit on the side. It's a little bit morbid. Uh, you kind of feel like you just smacked a puppy around. The uh, the anvil uh, is weak. <laughs> the hammer so, is strong. So uh, so you take him down. At this point, there's only the one that is being uh, held by Groda that I can that I can determine. Is that right? Yeah. Did you slam him down, Groda? Or are you just are you still holding on to him? Are you going to try to get information out of this dude? Do you do you want to interrogate him, smart people? So <laughs> I don't, well, so let's, don't think so. Let's yeah. go ahead. Like he's going to try to escape. He'll use his his decks. Yeah, so he he's not able to, to wrestle like this this squirmy worm tries his best, but really like you you're just so much so much man boy you're you're holding him he cannot like <laughs> uh, wrestle out of those big bear arms. 
So you've got him. Whatever you want to do, if you want to squeeze the life out of him, we can play that out, but you're easily going to be able to do that over like two rounds. Uh, and if you want to try to talk to a kobold, you can do that too. I mean, I want to kill him. Groda, I, I know you're mad. Groda, I know you're mad, but just, just put him down and let's move on. I was going to say, it feels more like an execution now that we're like semi out of combat. Right, right. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You can, no, no, no. I will totally choke. watch you choke this kobold to death. <laughs> choke but. slam. Uh, I kind of want to do like the the monster thing that you would do in Looney Tunes where you like pound their head down their neck hole. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but my friends have spoken wisdom to me. I should I should right. not kill the kobold in cold blood. Right. I'll let him go. Right. Uh, again, no, sun's no, getting no, low. No, 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 don't. Sun's getting low. <laughs> <laughs> but I punch him. Sure, just punch him out. We could we could try tying it up and just go. Go ahead and roll uh three D six. Three D six. Yep. Three eight nine. Okay. It it strikes you in your infinite wisdom, not necessarily your intelligence, but in terms of your your wisdom here, that you know, this co this cobalt's fairly small, but the the pit trap itself is 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 fairly tall. Like if you were wanting to just like not have to kill this creature, creature, this critter. You just throw him in the hole. If you grow to make you go in hole, <laughs> <laughs> it's an epiphany. It's it's a it's a moral like decision. This this guy, he's he's almost as as if he's the uh, the adjudicator. He's he's Payroon. Like I've come, right. come to this conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> make you go <laughs> you cast this this lowly kobold into the 10 foot hole and he reaches up there he's like what four foot tall with stretching his arms yeah. out yeah he jumps he jumps there's no way and i look at groda and i'm like yeah that, that, that checks out <laughs> good move good move groda game set match so there's this exit from the room mm-hmm. to remind you guys of the uh, on the, the opposite map. side on the opposite side. So around the pit. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, I mean, we're we're in it now. Yeah, we're pretty sure that arena is here, right? Yeah, like yeah, this so. is the the second group of kobolds that we've encountered within ten minutes of showing up at this thing. So right. if we press on, I'm sure we'll get closer to arena. Let's do it, Groda. You can pick up the torch. Rhoda, pick up torch. Go first. Go first. <laughs> are there are there any big rocks that like from what they've been excavating here, like something maybe football sized? No, there's not. No, they haven't. From what you can see, there's no like active uh, stonework or like mining activities. Mm-hmm. This is this is uh, like the room that you're in is almost as if it's like a. Uh, like a storeroom, like you think about what you, what you see here. This 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 chamber is like the immediate chamber before you would go outside. So if you were like wanting to stockpile supplies, so is there anything along the walls of this room? Nope there okay. there are a variety again of like like cobalt just backpacks and okay. like th- that are around okay. that were more than just dressing. Like if you guys rifle through them, there's going to be more cobalt stuff in them. But they were also waiting down the. The yeah. trap in the middle. Hmm. Does okay. anybody want to look in any of the cobalt packs for anything? I 
I don't. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, okay. Uleg would not. Okay. I don't know about Hank. Uh, he'd want to, but if nobody else does, then he'll pass it up. We could we could grab this stuff on the way out. Right. Yeah. Good call. If it's that big of a deal. Um, Do kobolds have fruit roll-ups? <laughs> kobolds, kobolds love fruit lo- roll-ups and Pop-Tarts. I gesture <laughs> to one of the dead kobolds' mouths. Hank? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I mean, it, I'm going to... If we're going to pause for a minute, I am going to go to, up to that one that I burned and, and pull a canine out. More teeth for your... More teeth for your Etsy store? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's weird folks out there. Somebody will want to buy it. It's, it's true. Yeah, you can market anything. Handcraft cobalt. You necklace. can claim it protects Native you from teeth. cobalt. That's right. I, maybe I'll get it enchanted someday to do that. Like, just plus just plus one AC against cobalt. Nothing Dang else. Yeah. Gluten-free cobalt teeth for sale. <laughs> All um, right. So I guess if there's nothing else left in there... To, to really, if we're you know if we're not gonna go through packs or anything, will we go forward. Yeah, I'm with that. All right. Um, since Hank's bringing up the rear, as everybody passes out of the room, uh, he's gonna pause for just a second and take one pot shot at that cobalt in in the pit because <laughs> you don't leave an enemy behind you. Like you wouldn't leave a wolf like at your back. So he's gonna try to like put this thing down, but without maybe the other three knowing okay so go ahead and roll uh your to hit 20 uh well 19 plus 1 plus 2 21 okay and you're at some penalties uh according to like the animal or the 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 cobalt being in the pit down uh, uh so i rolled in 19 plus 1 for dex plus 1 for being close minus whatever yeah the pit is. you don't yeah it's good you don't it's we're good cool, cool. uh but what I'm getting at is even with your uh, penalties, you're able to uh, shoot, say, Cobalt and eliminate it. Okay. Okay, so we're with Groda at the front, right? As per usual. The okay. Huge. And then we got Rondo, Uleg, and then Hank, who's quickly coming up behind. So, Groda, you are entering into this tunnel uh, that's on the north end of the room. So from here on, like I'll, I'll use cardinal directions. Like as you're heading into the mountain, you're heading northward. Uh, so you are heading northward from the the room where you just had the encounters with the kobolds. You hit a series of steps. These steps aren't necessarily super steep or anything. Basically, it's like going down a single flight of steps. And so over the span of like, oh, I don't know, uh, fifteen or twenty feet, you you go down about 10 feet. So for every two steps that you go forward, you drop down a step, that kind of thing. Uh, and, and as you're going out to down the, the steps here, it's dark again, it's pitch black. There's uh, a whole wide variety of like cobwebs and spider webs that are overhead. The, the walls themselves are nicely hewn on the sides, but it's, it's deep and it's dark and outside of the, the wafting of the spider webs above you. It's it's eerily quiet. Groda does not like spiders. Does this seem this seems like it would not be cobalt craft craftsmanship, right? Like That's absolutely true. This is this is way beyond their kin. Like this is uh this is something that was here before. Okay. So were these cobalts squatting in a uh a something else <laughs> uh keep 
guess. So and so, what yeah. are y'all's uh, like? So in in Brondo's background, he is a loner who is uh, of the area, and in Uleg's story, you're you're also mm-hmm. a loner of the church that's from the area. Mm-hmm. You guys are from here. You know this is this is definitely Dorvan made. Like mm. you don't necessarily see any of the Fey fo- folk in Coldfield, like un- unless they happen to be like travelers coming by for some reason. Uh, elves are super rare. Dwarves not so much. You get the dwarf on occasion. This is a Dorvan. This is a Dorvan outpost though. Like what you're seeing here, absolutely relates to like elder generations worth of like dwarves in the Griff Mountains. That's what you're. That's what you're seeing here. Are you guys prepared to fight dwarves? I guess. I I, I think the dwarves are gone. Okay. I think the kobolds have moved in because the the dwarves are gone. All right. Yeah, that's what I think. So it's just a. It's an older section, of this keep, I guess, or this cave, that. Uh, is there any evidence of kobolds being in this far? Mm, I mean, the 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 floor, the steps, the walls are all clean. Outside of like the heavy spider webs that are overhead, it's it's relatively clear otherwise. So so Groda, as you're moving along, like again, you're not going a crazy different distance. Like over the span of about a flight of stairs, in a in sort of a linear fashion, you get to the point where you see paths opening up to both the left and the right as well as going straight ahead so it's almost as if you don't hit a fork in the road you hit like keep on going straight or an intersection where you branch off to either the left or the right and that's what that's what Groda sees with the, the, the torch out in front but if you guys are like bustled up behind him then Brondo you would also begin to see this thing as well mm. Groda always goes right <laughs> That way you're never wrong, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that is awesome. That's perfect reasoning. Yeah. All right. So Groda, you're going to like wave your wave your torch. I don't even think about it. Right. I'm just going right. And I, don't I just even I, and I just turn to Uleg and Hank and be like, "This is what he does, you guys. This is, <laughs> he, just goes, he just goes right." So so you you wave your your lantern into the the right side. And and I guess the best way to describe it is this is almost a like a closet like you could think about uh, like a five or ten foot deep by five or ten foot wide room. So it's a couple paces wide, a couple paces deep. This is an impenetrable uh, forest of spider webs, just laterally up, down, up, down. And it's just, it's just craziness. And so what you see coming at you, like out of the spider webs are the, the giant multi-legged like form of a, of a black widow. And she's just coming at you. Giant. Yeah. And that's a good place to stop because a good place to stop for the campaign. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good place to stop right now. Is this giant spider is coming out to encompass the,
for something new Leaving everything I ever knew A hundred years in the sunshine Hasn't taught me all there is to know Soldier! 